0: Can I ask you a question? Yeah, but can
1: you quit holding me?
0: <laughs> nope. See, and you're playing... You've fallen right
1: into my trap.
0: <laughs> like I'm a like I'm a spider ant.
1: Why are I, we swaying right now, No, Brian. You're,
0: you're swaying. I am extremely focused. That song right there, and leave it like that low just for a second here. Um, have you ever seen the movie The Shining? Yeah. Stanley
1: Kubrick directing, based on the Stephen King novel. Shelley Duvall. Scary as hell, in my opinion. Not all the... Weird stuff. I just, the idea that it really could happen where somebody could freak the F out when they are staying at a lodge. One of the most frightening the movies of all
0: time. And yeah. Even without any sort of supernatural elements yeah. like The Shining, like being able to communicate telekinetically yes. or te- telepathically, or at the end where there's some sort of weird time travel ghost element that comes into play. <laughs> so, the very last song that's featured in the movie The Shining is a song we're hearing right now. What's odd about that? Is so this like at the very end when they focus in on the ballroom and there's all those pictures on the wall and there's a picture of Jack Nicholson from like 1951. I know, and this is the song that's playing. It's called Home When Shadows Fall and it's by the Jackie Gleason Orchestra. Now, Jackie Gleason, when he was doing this, was so wildly popular after the honeymooners, you know, television was in its nascency, he was already a very popular. Com- uh, comedian, and he he was sort of like a, a megastar. It's hard; it might be hard for people to believe today that Jackie Gleason was ever a megastar. But he didn't play an instrument. Like he wasn't like standing around holding a clarinet. No. He put his name on so many
1: things. Had a talk show. Had the Jackie Gleason Orchestra, which he didn't really even conduct. He made millions and millions and millions of dollars. I don't know why I just listened to this entire album the other day. <gasps> the Jackie Gleason Christmas. Yes, record. the Merry Christmas Jackie Gleason. Okay, a so full album and then I watched a bunch of Honeymooners and Crazy. That was my whole point is if you find this record, don't worry about getting like oh an original
0: pressing or oh this is the rare ja- F all that. It is one of the most beautifully atmospheric holiday records you'll ever hear. But also, there are these weird little surrealistic twists. Like at one point, both he and Salvador Dali put on their... Jackie Gleason presents Salvador Dali the end and it's got a salvador <laughs> Dali picture on the front and it's this weird music so it's this beautiful record that i think a lot of people would relegate to as you just said being put on hold or standing in an elevator at a donaldson's in 1964 it is a gorgeous gorgeous record and i, I can't recommend it highly enough as you know i'm something of an enthusiast when it comes to the holiday music oh yeah the jackie gleason record
1: is in my top 10 all time i was very thankful when i listened to it that he wasn't Coming in about halfway through the record, just talking you know thin mustache, cigarette in his
0: hand,, Norton, you know what I love about the no, holidays no, no. You know, he, he had moved beyond that he had become he had become this weird national super celebrity, he could literally put his name on. I don't know, oat cakes or anything.
1: You and know what I want for Christmas,
0: Ralphie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought might happen. Yeah, well, so I'm and- like, this is gorgeous. Please don't, please don't, please don't have it. And he didn't come in, right? No, he didn't.
0: Yeah, he's gone, sadly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Jackie Gleason, as we get things kicked off on episode 115 of The Brian Oak Show, here from the Smart Start MN Studio in South Minneapolis. I stopped calling it studios, because there really is only one room. It is, but we sound bigger if we say studios. Well, and we sound bigger thanks to our good friends at AudioQuip, who have provided us with amazing equipment, who... What the hell is AudioQuip doing right now? I love those people. I know. And there aren't any TED Talks. There aren't any live music shows. There's very little happening. So the people who have been with us from the beginning, and here we are at episode 115, I just... I think a lot about people, you know, and a lot of this show has been about our community. It has been about politicians. We've had a very prominent rabbi on the show, but largely the Brian Oak show is about music. It is about not only playing music and finding out what music the guests that we have in love, but about supporting local musicians and the local scene, because man, talk about a weird year to start a podcast, right? Like it, it's never going to be the same again, but we have to get back to something that we all love. And so we have so many people who are musicians or music adjacent on this show. And right before I came over here, I saw one of the greatest posts I've seen <laughs> in 2020 on the internet. And it originally came from a guy, Jace Roberts, who I know is a big music head and a good, he just, he loves music and the music scene, but he's also a vinyl collector. And it had been reposted by Christy Costello, who was the one who had given me my gig over at Dusty's once a month doing record playing oh, yeah. back when we first started this yep. show. But she also plays music with several bands in her own right. And she's a wonderful individual. She shared the following sentence, post rather. Musicians are having a hard time right now. Help a musician you know feel normal by texting, Can I get on the list? (laughs) Or, What time do you go on? Or maybe even, Sorry, work super early tomorrow, but have a great show. (laughs) I have texted all three of those things dozens of times to various musicians. Oh, it was very good. But ultimately, it points to the thing that we're looking at here. Here we are a week out from Christmas and. It is a hard time. Local businesses, local musicians, regular every goddamn day human beings. This is hard, man. It's not easy. And Christmas seems to put a finer, brighter, more sparkly point on the whole issue. And so we will continue, even if we get past this pandemic. The the vaccine is a, a panacea that saves us all from this impossible fate that we thought we were facing. Best case scenario, we will never, ever, ever on this podcast stop supporting Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities, this area that we have all grown up with, this area that we have all come to rely on, that we've all come to love, we will never ever ever stop supporting you. And and really I, I don't know.
1: I just um, you know, I'm I'm actually starting to get a little bit of the Christmas spirit. You feeling it all yet? I am. And we put up our tree early. I got all of my shopping done except for maybe one item. What? Yeah, I went the last from time nothing we talked, literally the last podcast you said 0%. I had 0%, but then I got motivated and I went out and knocked everything out except for one item, which I'm debating whether I get or not for my wife. Wow. The, the answer is I should get it. Probably. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, so you actually already know the answer. It's whether or not you're going to pull the trigger. Yeah. And being that she doesn't listen to any podcasts, she won't hear this, so. Yeah, that's why I stopped bringing up my mom,
0: because my mom listens to every single one of these. By the way, love you, mom. And I'm sorry, it's been so weird these last few weeks, few months, whatever the case may be. Anyway, um, I just wanted to say that I'm really proud of where we are, what we've done this last year. Without our Patreon supporters, we can't do it. Without this incredible community we live in, we can't do it. And I'm honored to be a part of, even though I have not written
1: any great songs that people are going to remember for, well, I have, I just haven't released them yet. I want to see the lyrics to... You've tried to write at least one song in your life, haven't you? Most of it is knee slapping, you know, so there's yeah. not a
0: lot of musicianship there. But I mean if the you're spoons. into rhythm if you're into you rhythm the spoons. No, I tried spoons once and they're <laughs> they're a lot fucking harder than they look, they sir. They're a lot harder Damn than it, they look. Spoons. I just want to let people know that it is a hard time for everybody and we're going to continue to be here. If you can afford to be a Patreon member, even at a buck a month, it helps us out here at the Brian Oak Show. But if you can't, then just take care of your family and do the right thing, which is a big part of what we're going to be talking about with our next guest, a guy I have known for a very long time who, you know, before I got into radio and did it for 25 years, I spent six years in the nonprofit community, and it was very rewarding, and it was environmentally related. But coming up after this song, we're going to be talking to Scott Harold, who literally has devoted... The last I don't even know how long we'll find out from significant chunk of his life to doing what he can by others. And he also is a recently sober dude. And Sean, you're longtime sober. I'm also relatively recently sober. Service to your community and your fellow human being is an essential part of what that means. Right. Like it it, it actually informs it and, and makes it seem worthwhile. Because then you don't disappear so far up your own ass occasionally. Mm -hmm. You're like, shit, I'm getting fucked up tonight. (laughs) And I mean, you know, and again, I don't mean to diminish it by using the swear words or being sort of glib about it, but it's an important part of what we do. So coming up with the holiday season impending, well, we're in the holiday season, but with Christmas itself impending, it's actually not too late to help people who genuinely need help more than you are, no matter how far you're down on yourself, no matter how sad or worked up you are about things there are people with literally nothing and we're going to do a tiny little sliver of what we can do to help on this particular podcast after we hear about this so i pull this song off one of my favorite christmas compilations i pull out all my christmas records every year at this time some vinyl some cd This one is called Christmas on the Range, and it's a lot of music that, much like the other song where you're like, are we in an elevator, that most people would write off because it's kind of old-school cowboy. I love it. It's old-school cowboy Christmas stuff, but this particular compilation is also in my top ten, and it's called Christmas on the Range, and it is... It's just beautiful and it's wholesome. And I guess that's what I want people to think about while they listen to this song. And we'll come back and talk, talk to Scott Harold. When you listen to this song, it may sound like it's oversimplifying things. Like Jimmy Wakely could have never possibly understood that we'd be <laughs> living in the midst of a global pandemic. But really, at the heart of it, the message of what's in the middle of this song is what the rest of this episode is going to be about. Jimmy Wakely, it's Christmas on The Brian Oak Show.
2: The troubles and forget every care it's christmas christmas can't you feel a happy holiday in the air it's christmas christmas whatever you do don't worry whatever you do don't frown bring out the jingle bells ring the bells all join in Everybody needs a tonic once in a while. It's Christmas, 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 Christmas. You're gonna feel fine and dandy Ooh. if you celebrate now and then. So Ooh. throw away your troubles and forget every care. Whatever you do don't worry Whatever you do don't frown Bring out the jingle bells Ring a ling a bells All join in for one more chorus It's Christmas 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 It's Christmas 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 You're gonna feel fine and And forget every every care. care,
0: it's Christmas, Merry Christmas, again. Jimmy Wakely, one of those cowboy stars, now most of us in this room are probably just a touch too young to remember the cowboy, the singing cowboy era, but to deny its place in American music history would be to deny American music history, there's a reason That like opie, you know, the kids that age all had like chaps and you know six guns. Like that was the thing for a while. But even beyond that, if you remove all that cultural baggage, that's a beautiful song. It's Christmas now, you know. Whatever it is, don't worry. Whatever it is, it's fine. Put on your jingle bells, jingling, jingling. It's obviously not that simple, but there is something in there in the heart of it that I think still matters and that's important to keep focus on, and we'll talk more about that in a second. First, it is The Brian Oak Show, episode 115. Here we are in the Smart Start MN studios. Smart Start MN, they are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. Hopefully, you or no one you know or love or have ever even heard of will have a DUI. Sadly, we know that's not the way the world works. It happens. So... Let's say you have one. You lose your ability to drive. You lose your ability to get your life back online, to do the things that are crucial for you to do. To get back to some sense of normalcy, you call Smart Start MN, they get the ignition interlock installed in your vehicle, and then suddenly you've got the ability to drive back much, much sooner than you otherwise might expect, and if you do it through SmartStartMN.com slash Show, you can get there for
1: less than you would otherwise have to pay, which already isn't very much, but it's even cheaper still. Yeah, 20% off if you go to that website, uh, 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock.
0: I'm not trying to ignore you today, Sean. I'm just bitter that you went from our last podcast of 0% done to 97% done. I made my list.
1: I checked it twice. Oh, here we go. And then I went out and made it happen. Okay. Well, la lot I was actually surprised it wasn't as busy as I thought it was out there, but I was able to... I really... It was good. That really got me into the holiday spirit earlier this year because I am chronically the day of Christmas Eve scrambling around... And buying gifts, same.
0: And I'm trying not to do that this year, but it's not. It's looked better. I'm going to be honest. It's, <laughs> it's looked. It's looked better. There's a guy in the studio today in the Smart Start MN studio who I've always known as Scotty, and that's what his friends call him. But I don't. Don't you dare everyone out there, call him Scotty, because his name is Scott Harold. He is the CEO and founder of a really interesting and wonderful nonprofit organization called Rock the Cause. That's how he and I had our first opportunity to meet. What does Rock the Cause do? Well, Rock the Cause puts out records, puts out music, which you know, I hate to get into the minutiae of it because that's the boring part of the music business, right? This, These aren't the cocaine parties. These aren't the going on tour with cool <laughs> artists. These aren't those brilliant rock shows that blow your hair back. When you have to do the business and the licensing and the, the contacting and the dealing with management, I can only imagine how many fucking insufferable <laughs> managers you've had to deal with, yeah. Scotty. Yeah. I mean, but that's the hard work. But you do the hard work because you've decided that if we can use music to raise awareness or mm-hmm. raise money for the yeah. people who are in need, that's the important work. How long ago? First of all, hello. How are you? I'm very good. It's so good to see you again, Brian. Thank it's, you for asking. It's it's always a pleasure. Glad to see you, man. And it's it's been a minute since we've seen each other. Now, we've yes. seen each other a lot over the years, yeah. but it's been a while since we've seen each other. I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. How long ago did you start Rock the Cause? 13 years ago this week. Really? Yeah,
3: it's our 13th anniversary this week. Happy
0: anniversary. Thank you, thank you. What made you turn your... So, I mean, again, a lot of people come to this point, Mm -hmm. not a lot, but well, some people come to that point and they're like, I'm fucking quitting this job. I'm going to go do something that matters. Yeah. And then they're like, well, shit, Uh I got to get the kids to ballet practice or whatever. What was the tipping point for you? You worked in corporate America. You're like, screw this. I can do better than this. I can do better for the people around me. What was your tipping
3: point? You know, my tipping point was, is I, I was working in corporate America and, you know, what I like to call leading world class sales and client services forces for some big companies. Mm -hmm. And the tipping point was, um, time and time again, I was being asked by angel investors outside, you know, interest in the business to lay people off, to put people out of work. Wow. You know, I grew no, up, hang Hey, yeah, let's yeah, back it up just to yeah. make sure
0: people are very clear. What are, what's what's an angel investor?
3: An angel investor is somebody that has outside capital, outside money that comes in, buys a company, builds it up and then they sell it off for a profit. It and goes well, on all the time.
0: And then so that part I get. I knew what it was. I yeah. just want to make sure that other yeah. people understands because it's not an everyday term. Yeah. Uh, so they come in, they say like, "All right, I've and got they're not a, angels. I'm <laughs> They are <laughs> not just, angels. They're just rich. <laughs> which yeah. is different than being an angel." So they come in, what motivates them? They just decide they want different personnel in there. Do they want to put their own people in there? What makes them want to come in and, and sort of do this giant upheaval? You know, they t- start taking a look at the profit and loss statements on a business.
3: They see what its exponential growth is. Then they decide to buy it, and they don't care about the people. They don't care about the company. It's all about how do we raise the numbers and sell this for a profit.
0: Has anyone ever listened to Rev 105 Revolution Radio? I used to, yes. Okay. Many years ago, yeah. I'm not yes. saying yeah. that that's a yeah. similar situation. No, but it was. Anyway, so you um you find yourself in this situation yeah. and it's untenable for you because it's the people you are working with are actual human beings and means. you know again Maybe there are a few people hanging on, a few people who are not the strongest links in the chain. Yeah. But when someone comes in and like wants these wholesale changes, it's not something you can live with. So you walk away from what I imagine is a fairly lucrative lifestyle, 150 and you, days a year. Oh, which I mean, and we're talking thirteen years ago. Yeah. That's real fucking money, it was man. Real fucking money. It's real, real money. So money, man. <laughs> Scotty Harold, you walk away, and then so then you walk away, and you're like. Now, if I've decided to do this, if I have decided to actually put my flag in the ground at a point where something matters, where where how we treat each other actually yeah. makes a fucking difference, what next? I mean, just because you decide that you can't live the way you were living doesn't mean you know how you're going to live. No. Where did doesn't. Rock the Cause come from?
3: You know, I, I was sitting at home one day and it just, it just kind of came into my mind and I said, you know what? I... You know, I grew up very, very poor, Brian. I grew up in a, in a broken home, very poor. Where'd you grow up, if you do my asking? Uh, out in a little town outside of Nebraska called Nebraska City, Nebraska. It's the home of Arbor Day. Okay. And, you know, my dad left when, when wait, I was wait, wait, 13. Wait. And the Arbor Day? Arbor Day, the Arbor Day originated in my hometown. Yeah. I like to tell people I live where the, I live where the Lorax lives. You know, <laughs> the, the l- for the trees, nice. for the trees, man. Wow, you know? this yeah, is I, an amazing I, yeah. moment. <laughs> I did not mean to interrupt <laughs> no, the no, story because no, you literally were just saying yeah.
0: your dad left when you were thirteen. Yeah. You're poor. You live in Nebraska City, Nebraska, and aside from the Lorax, you don't have much to hang your hat on. We,
3: don't, we don't have nothing, man. We don't have anything. And so that 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 perspective kind of cracked me open. It it, it instilled and my mother. A very generous person, my grandmother, very generous person. It instilled in me a worldview that wasn't based on serving yourself. And so here I am in this situation where I'm making 150 Gs a year. I've got a house. I've got all the all the trappings of of a, a, a blonde haired, blue
0: eyed, white corporate guy. And it's not me. It's a lie. It's, it's a lie. What I found I having been in a similar situation, yeah. it's comfortable, but it's, com- it's not you. It's not me, man. And, and so and so it's while it's comfortable, it's not satisfying. No. Yeah. No. I get it. I totally get it, man. So the idea for Rock the Cause came in my
3: head, you know, because I'm a musician, I've played in bands, I've always I've always loved music. That's that's been my go to,
0: just like you. I love every you know everything about music. One quick aside, yeah. because I can't stop myself. Yeah. I don't know how to stop myself. What is the band with the worst name that you've ever been in? <laughs> the <laughs> Bo- Rocks, R O X X. I had a high school band Son called of a bitch, Rocks.
4: That's terrible.
3: <laughs> terrible, and we were dumb as rocks. <laughs> you know, R O X
0: X. You know, I keep interrupting this important story of yours because no. you keep throwing these little nuggets at me, where like I'm like a I'm like a stupid fish in the warm shallow end of the lake, and I can't well. not bite on the rock. <laughs> but also, like you just gave me the most glorious answer rocks. I've ever heard.
1: In fact, I need to write that down. R O X X. You going to see? Hey man, you going to see Rocks tonight? No. How about you? No. no. I'm
0: going to go get shit-faced, but if they're there, I guess I'll listen to them. Well, remember, know. we had posters
3: up in our high school. We were playing the, the high school talent show, and somebody literally wrote on our poster, yeah,
1: dumb as rocks. That an ego booster. What that?
0: Can I ask one last question? I'll let you get back to the actual important work we're (laughs) talking about.
3: What did you play in rocks? Uh, Guitar and lead vocals. Lead vocals? Lead vocals. Cover band or originals? Uh, Those were all well a mix of covers and originals. And I'm getting ready to do it again. I'm starting a Doris tribute band with some friends. So I'm going to be okay, going out Doris to Ben is fine.
0: I, w- I'm waiting. I, you know, I'm not leaving the house until yeah. Rox comes back. Rox okay? comes back. <laughs> I'll have to call him up. Give me the name Give me the name of One Rocks Original, and we'll get back to the important part oh, of the story. Oh, One
3: Rocks Original. We had a song called, um, how did that, it was, uh, We. Uh, what was the name of the song? It's, uh, Life, Life, Life was the name of the song, and it was me waxing poetic about, you know, don't you want to live, don't you want to give, you know? You know, kind of a, a real Jimi Hendrix vibe to it. it. was a life, life, life. Don't you want to give life, life, life? You know, are you still so, in Nebraska at this point? Uh, I'm still in Nebraska at this point. Okay, yes. very
0: good. Let's get back to the important yes. part of the story. I did. <laughs> yeah, I love taking these minor <laughs> little. It's like when you're on a road trip, you know, and yeah. you, and the destination is really where you're going. Yeah, but there are these wonderful little spots where you're like, should the we visits. stop over there and get a lizard pie? Yeah, we just went to the cor- we just went
1: to the Corn Palace with you. I know that's South yeah, Dakota. That's
0: <laughs> Dude, Mitchell, South Dakota. I Exactly. Yes, I <laughs> the Corn Palace more than my share of fair yeah. share of times. Uh, anyway, so you were doing this, you yeah. were making music, but again, so you've moved into corporate America, and you're like, I mean, so you know, being a musician, yeah. you know that, but the the business end, the 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 machinations, the I mean, that's the grindy end. That's, that's the not, grind. That's not the fun end of no, rock and not. roll. So you had to really believe, yeah. to decide I'm going to make a record label and make this happen. Yes, they did. Yeah, and I had to learn everything. I mean, I
3: got into this on. Honestly, you know I had a retail background I'd worked in publishing I understood distribution a little bit and kind of how it worked I could not fathom in my mid-40s what I was entering into and you know there was a local guy here in town named Mike Besser who ran Grain Belt Records a great guy called me up one day and he said I've got this compilation album It's it should be a charity thing Dan Wilson's on it David Simonette's on it Haley Bonner's on it it's not the kind cool. of thing my record label does and I said well I don't know what you want me to do with it Mike he <laughs> goes he goes you need a record label. And I said, well, yeah, we do, but I don't know how to start. So he called Sony in New York, Sony the Orchard, got us our distribution deal. And like everything in life, I just said, you know, damn the torpedoes, I'm going to do this. And I jumped in. And, you know, two and a half years into the label, I've got, you know, well, it's thir- well, the label's 11 years now. But at that time, two years later from the time I started the label, which was, you know, golly, it was a- we've talked about this. You know, 13 years on, on the concert side, then the record label 2011. Two years later in 2013, I have like a master's degree that I've learned myself in terms of music Mm -hmm. licensing and intellectual property. I had to learn to do it because I got ripped
0: off. I got dinged. I got hurt. You know, and now I get it. Wait, it almost sounds like you're saying that not everyone involved in the music industry, is a trustworthy and magnanimous <laughs> oh, individual. Oh, they are
3: magnanimous, just altruistic people. <laughs> I mean, you know, they they are more saintly than the Catholic Church, let me tell you. What's weird is, <laughs> oh. so I, I
0: haven't had to deal with the business end almost ever, and yeah. I, I dealt with a lot of musicians and a lot yeah. of people, but what, who I did have to deal with was management yeah. all the time, yeah. and not in the money end of it, which I'm yeah. sure they're even more ridiculous about, yeah. but just in the interaction, interpersonal part. Yeah. So, I mean, like, when people who don't, uh, they, they've heard the story, yeah. but they don't really know what the practical day-to-day is of trying to work behind the scenes in yeah. the music industry, going upstream up, upstream against record labels, yeah. Yeah. going upstream against yeah. management, yeah. going upstream against artists who are like, well, no, I just, they threw the song out and they don't ever want to think about yeah. it again. So now they're management who's doing everything in their power to divide them or separate them yeah. from the public. And then you get up to the label part that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. I mean that's not upstream. That's that's almost literally a a straight vertical climb. It is. Why why are you still doing this? How did you not lose heart? You know, there were times where there were dark, dark
3: moments where I lost heart and, and it was like it was, it was like I was telling a friend last night, we were hanging out and, and chatting and, and and I said to her, I said, Um You know, it's interesting because the music industry is so dark. It's so not altruistic. And here's Rock the Cause, this little engine that could that says, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Going up against these hardcore, Mm self-serving, almost dark entities in the music industry. And we're coming in with the love and the goodness. (laughs) Dark dark, entities. Dark (laughs) entities, yeah. And we're coming in with the love and the light and the goodness. And you just, you know, I, I learned from being in sales, you go to the audience that wants to hear you. And the rest of anybody that doesn't want to listen to you, they don't want to listen to your story, you know, fuck them, you know, but you, you take it to the audience that wants to hear. And in that audience, you build your strength and you build your name. And finally we got to that point where we had our strength. And then I said, okay, well, we've got our strength. This bores me now. That's the national music industry. I'm going to go do something else. You
0: know, before we talk about what um, releases Rock the Call yeah. has done and dire- who it's directly benefited and yeah. this new endeavor that you have for yeah. the holiday season, yeah. which is why I reached out yeah, to you yeah. in the first place. Let's hear a song. I hate to go yeah, too no, long no, on the no show. Problem, without here, no. some music. Yeah, let's do now, it. Now, here's the deal. This next song that you've picked is not the first time this song has been picked on this particular podcast every guest who comes in i let them pick whatever they want but that means no no, i want to hear it again because you know what this particular trio i've had a chance to meet them twice and they especially andy cause the the main guy behind this band i couldn't love more and anybody who spent any real time with this band you know maybe you just love melancholy power pop yeah or maybe if you listen to the words you're like holy shit, this is the whole bit right here. I want to know from you, because I respect you and I like you, Scott Harold. why did you pick not a surf, always love?
3: Because it's one of those mantras that I go back to when you get into those moments of hate, you get into those moments of self-doubt, when you get into those moments where you want to separate from humanity and humanity sucks and (laughs) people suck. There's a lot of those. Yes. You stop and you go, it's love. I got to approach this situation with love. I cannot approach this situation with hate. And really the hate that I'm feeling right now, It's my shit. It's not theirs. And so I have to be compassionate with myself and I have to be compassionate with others. And that whole idea of I got held back by something. Yes, there are forces in the world that hold people back. There are. Do not deny it. They are out there. And that's why I always go to it. Not a surf on the Brian Oak Show.
4: choice, but I never learned enough to listen to the voice that told me.
0: Brilliant band, an excellent song. Scott Harold's is our guest. We'll get back to him in just a moment. But first, I also want to thank Busters on 28th. You know, we talk about 2020, you know, like I used to get mad when people would be like, these unprecedented times. But goddamn, it's stupid, man. Christmas is terrible. Not seeing my family for Thanksgiving was really awful. And that's just one personal angle on it. But it was it's awful for so many people for so many reasons. And now here we are, a week out from Christmas, and... Even before a global pandemic, which has sort of rewritten the structure of our lives and our thought processes in ways that we literally could not have foreseen or imagined, it was bad before that. There were always people in need, always people struggling, which is why the work that Scott Harold does with Rock the Cause is so important. But also the the businesses in our community, whether we're talking about local musicians who already had no margin and were hanging on by a thread, or we're talking about places that craft some incredible food, or we're talking about places that provide uh, a respite for kids who are in bad situations. All these small organizations that genuinely make up the fabric of who we are what we do, our lives, and really what this podcast is about is our community, the place that we live. I'm not saying it's better or worse than anywhere else, but this is my home. I I love it here. I fucking live here. It matters what happens here, and so even supporting a place like Buster's, who has a brisket sandwich that will knock you on your butt or a good Cubano or if you enjoy imported lagers they're unparalleled in terms of the selection they have there these are the places that make our communities what they are yes it's the people who live next door to you yes it's the organizations nonprofit and otherwise that that sort of craft this incredible shell or or womb or just tapestry of what it is and who we are I mean it really comes down to what does your life mean to you? What, what parts are important? Are you cool just sitting there watching TV and, you know, eating something out of the freezer, which I do on the regular. No judgment, by the way. But I mean, like, what matters? What, why are we doing? Why are you getting out of bed in the morning? And although it sounds like maybe I'm overpainting the situation with Buster's, they're three blocks from my house. I don't want them to go away. And now, with everything shut down again, which, by the way, as much as people don't want to hear it, I fully support. We have to stay at home. I'm not going to see my mom for Christmas, which. That's a gut punch, man. And so getting out and doing curbside pickup from a place like Buster's, is that going to save the world from COVID-19? Absolutely not. Is it going to save a place like Buster's? Maybe, you know, and right now I'm happy with maybe.
1: Yeah. And if you're doing well right now, you've actually done well during the pandemic. And there are a lot of people that are doing great during the pandemic, believe it or not. Here's my challenge to you as a listener. Buy curbside to go for somebody in your family or a friend who is not, especially those who are 65 plus. We all know that about 70% of the COVID deaths have fallen into the upper bracket. I have an uncle, aunt and uncle who are scared to death. They finally, finally got to retire and they're scared to death to leave their home. Yep. And people like that, I just decided I'm going to call Busters today, not use one of our gift cards, right. and actually order... Uh, dinner for my aunt and uncle and just say, I'm going to swing it by and bring it to you. Or if she doesn't want that, I'll just buy them gift cards and they can pick it up themselves. But that idea, that sentiment of giving back, like Scott has just done a wonderful job in his life of doing that. Thank you. It's not just about talking about it. It's not just about giving money. It's the action of doing something and being of service.
0: It makes a difference. Uh, Buster's on 28.com. Please visit them. And if, and I Buster's don't take this the wrong way, you know, we love you and you're the fact that you've supported us through all the stupidity, whatever your neighborhood bar or restaurant is, whatever your neighborhood bicycle shop is, whoever it might be. If you have the means, if COVID has not crushed your revenue stream or your vectors to market buy gift cards for Christmas, it may, seem like an impersonal gift it's not it will keep these places alive and we've already lost so many and this is not even talking about what we're going to talk about with scotty right now it, the uh, the and again i get to call him scotty because i've known <laughs> him for so long not everybody gets to call him scotty so. you call him scott harold all right <laughs> ceo of rock the cause hey by the way before we get into what we're going to talk about here if people want to know about rock the cause what's the best place for them to go
3: they can go to irockthecause.org I or go to Facebook or Twitter at rock because Facebook or Twitter uh, we're everywhere you know, we're everywhere.
1: Or R-O-X-X dot R O X X. Yeah. Dumb as rocks. Dude, com. <laughs> life, life, life. Give, give,
0: give. I'm tracking that shit down. Um, before we get on to talking about the matter at hand, why we're here, because yeah. Christmas is in our face and you've decided once again to take up the mantle on another important yeah. effort. Before we do that, let's talk. So Rock the Cause has been around for more than a decade. Yeah. Just rattle off for me a couple. And it doesn't have be comprehensive it's not an order of importance a couple of the releases you've done and where that money ends up going to sure i, I
3: think one of the things that we uh we're best known for is we we worked with zach sobiak on the song Cloud. oh wow mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, through that effort with Zach and his family, um, you know, we were able, per Zach's wishes, it was all, it's all about Zach's wishes, mm-hmm. we were able to direct over a quarter of a million dollars, um, you know, to Children's Cancer Research Fund to, to try to find a cure for childhood cancer, for specifically osteosarcoma. But Zach's story, you know, the movies out there now on mm-hmm. Disney, et cetera. And, you know, that fund, the last I checked, it was, I mean, it's, it's way north of a million bucks. I mean, and... Children's Cancer Research Fund and the Sobiak family have done an incredible job carrying on that legacy. Uh, another great release that we did was um, the Donovan, uh, a tribute to Donovan, and, and uh, it's called Gazing with Tranquility. A lot of cool people on there, Flaming Lips, Lissy, et cetera. Uh, that specific re- release, we, we raised money for people who were uh, struggling with Huntington's disease. Donovan even called me about that record. I got a phone call from Don once. Whoa, you know? wow.
0: whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa! Hurdy gurdy man, Donovan. Yeah, Hurdy gurdy man, Don. Yeah. So, so he he called you, yeah. and I mean, so you have been around all kinds of musicians. Yes. Your life in yeah. rock, the cause has done that, but that still has to be weird when you pick up the phone and he's like, "Hey, man, it's Donovan." Yeah, yeah. I, I was blown away. It was four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> The power was out
3: because it was a hot summer night. I've got a Rock the Cause concert the next morning that we're putting on. Right. I get an international number on my cell phone. I'm laying there wide awake from anxiety because I got to get up and I got to move shit around. I got to put staging in and lift cases and stuff and all the rock and roll, you know, grunt stuff. Right. And I answer the phone. I'm like, who's calling me from Europe? It's, hey, is this call Harold? This is Dawn. I'm like, Donovan? Don- yeah, man. Don O'Van? <laughs> yeah, Donovan,
0: man. <laughs> Donovan? <laughs> That's wild, yeah. man. And he well, he was just calling to say thanks Thank for putting you. this together. Yeah, I'm and- really keen on this, man. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Well, and again, he seems like the kind of guy who would be keen on it, but still, cool. you know, 25 years of me doing radio and interviewing impossibly famous international rock stars. There are certain certain people that I was in the presence of or I didn't like, you know, freak out, totally wet my pants, fanboy to, well, maybe once or twice, (laughs) but, uh, you know, but where you're still like. Holy yeah. shit! I'm talking yeah. to Adam Clayton of U2, yeah. or in that case, yes. Donovan. Yes, like, but and here's the deal, though the difference is, I was just doing it for, even though I was working at a nonprofit to do promotion for their record. I mean, you're you are promoting a his music and b. Cancer research, man. I mean, yeah. non-profit, the thing I think that don't people don't realize, you know, there have been so many movies over the years, or so many stories that people hear, and they are feel-good stories, yeah. right? Like, this person walked away from their life to devote themselves to doing this thing or that thing or this thing, and I think this is the thing that I most like when I talk to you about is... It sounds like one of these altruistic weird things that most people can't actually get their head around, or and no, no, no shame on them—they're too afraid to make the leap. Yeah, there are more important things than making money, aren't there? Oh my God, yes, there is. I mean, oh I God, know that yes. sounds obvious, and it it, no. it sounds it sounds like I don't know, high end and spiritual, but no. but but having worked at a nonprofit myself and having done a number of different things over the course of my life and my career. There are more important yeah. things than making money. Again, nothing wrong with speedboats. Nope. Speedboats are cool, yeah. man. <laughs> However, I'm going to tell you right now, when you go to bed at night, having a speedboat sitting out there, you're yeah. like, shit, I got to winterize that thing. Yeah, Fuck. Or going <laughs> yeah. to bed knowing that even two or three families yeah. have a little more than they had the day before. Yeah. The difference is night and day. It is, it's night and day, you know, it's
3: money's just a tool. It's a tool you got in your toolbox. I mean, I like cash, you know, we all like cash, but it's just a tool. And and I approach my relationship with money as I I have to make it, I have to do it, but I do this to be able to provide for my community, take care of the people I love and still be able to have a good time myself. You know, I don't I don't live beyond my means. I live I live good. I've been able to get to a place where I can do that. Mm-hmm. But being able to take that money and that tool and give it back to the world. And you know what? I This is where we get that, that leap of the fantastical and what we get new age where I do that and the universe responds to that and the universe keeps making it flow.
0: And whether you are a person of faith who believe that's, that that's yep. a, a, a higher power or yep. a superior being doing that for you, or you believe that by simply you know, the John Lennon thing, whatever yep. you put out into the universe, yep. you're going to get back. I've had it happen to me so yes. many times. I've watched it happen so many times. Let's talk about what you're doing right now. In addition to rock the cause, yeah. which has been your heart and soul, your, you know, what you have done, the, your motivator yeah. for more than a decade. You've also worked with other nonprofits yeah. and you also are an educator yes. at the high school for recording arts. Yes, I am. And right now you made a post the other day that made I me, mean, cause you know, you were supposed to have been on this podcast a long time ago and you will be on again. <laughs> (laughs) But this, with Christmas impending, it made me think, you have a thing going on right now at the High School of Recording Arts. First of all, tell me briefly what it is you do there and what this event is that we're promoting right now.
3: Yeah, so I I teach the business of music at High School for Recording Arts. Mm -hmm. I I teach intellectual
0: property law, digital distribution,
3: everything a young artist needs to know about a career. But in that, the kids discover that they can have a career as a podcast producer. They can have a career as a radio programmer. They can have a career as a publicist. And they start thinking, I've got several kids this past week have told me that, well, we're going to go get degrees in communication. But what's interesting about this school is this school serves over 330 students per semester who have been kicked out, pushed out, dropped out. These are kids who are in gangs. These are kids who suffer from homelessness. Yep. They need a lot. They need what,
0: a lot from the community. What I love about the way that you talk about that on your social media posts is, you know, even if kids haven't been in situations quite that dire yeah. and they have big dreams, there are a lot of kids who traditional education doesn't serve. It just doesn't work. Now, my wife is a public educator. Mm-hmm. I'm a gigantic gigantic supporter, and I, I will die on that hill of public education, but it does not work for everyone. It does and, not work for everyone. And, and and so, you know, no way are we ever going to be able to save every single person. But no. if you can go in and you can help a handful of people yep. who public education is not going to serve, you could not only let them know that there's a possibility, but give them something to hang on to, a, a dream, a fight, a focus. And what's, what's important about what you do, when people hear about the business end of the music industry or the... <laughs> yeah. br- (laughs) It sounds like such a drag. Guess what? Without it, you will not survive that experience. No, you you won't. And you certainly won't thrive, but you won't even survive that experience. You won't survive. So what you're doing is taking not only... Yeah. I hate... Sometimes to use the term disadvantaged youth, but people who just regular education doesn't work for, yeah. you're providing them a vector to an understanding, yeah. but then also actual practical skills to maybe be able to do this thing.
3: Yes, absolutely. And these are paid positions. Um, Rock the Cause works with multiple, uh, you know, multiple donors, sponsors, etc. We partner with the high school for recording arts with Ramsey County. I've got thirty-five students right now who are running HSRA High School for Recording Arts record label. The school has its own record label, and wow. the students are running to run. They're learning to run the record label as a real record label is run, and um, they get paid to do it, and it's a job for them.
0: That's fantastic news. All right, so we're doing that now. And um, the one other thing yeah. before we get to our next song yeah. is that you've got one hundred families right now yeah. who need culturally appropriate toys this holiday season. As a middle-aged white guy. I feel uncomfortable trying yeah. to articulate what that means. You are front and center for that. So, not only I mean, they've got the school. They've got a vector to yeah. understanding and education. What are we talking about with these toys?
3: You know, we have 100 families right now that are asking us for toys for children 1 to 5. They okay. need these toys. And, you know, when I when I say that, you know, the, the, the vast majority of the families that we serve are BIPOC. They're black. They're people of color, right. indigenous, et cetera. It's such a white dominance move to hand a child who is a BIPOC child a white Barbie doll. Right. I mean, if that is not just sick, toxic cultural appropriation, yep. right? it really is. And it reinforces the dominance of white culture. So we need, there are toys out there where you have indigenous dolls, you have african-american dolls you have black american toys you have things that are centric to the culture they're available on amazon those things can be delivered to these families and they need them
0: well and for me books are a huge vector books. Of the market I'm, books, I'm, yes. I'm, a, I'm a record store guy and yes. so i love records and obviously records work but your average two-year-old maybe yeah. is not going to enjoy <laughs> yeah. a copy of yeah bitches brew by miles davis yeah. not yet not at yet. some point they're but going to point, understand yes. it. but when they're two years old but there are so many books for k- children of every creed yes. every Stripe, everything. So books, dolls, there are other things. If people want to be a part of this and now have both the means and a little bit of time before Christmas to make this a reality, is that again where they go to Rock the Cause?
3: They can go to irockthecause.org or if they use Amazon, and I know people have mixed feelings about Amazon, but if you go to Amazon Smile, you search Rock the Cause as a charity, it'll bring up our HSRA wish list and you can start ordering from the HSRA wish list.
0: I'm not a giant fan of Amazon, yeah. but if you can subvert the system, oh, subvert yeah. the dominant pi- paradigm by utilizing something as ubiquitous as Amazon yeah. to get a three-year-old immigrant child who doesn't know the language, yes. something that will mean something to them, yes. they'll remember it for yes. years. They'll remember for years, and it is ubiquitous, and it is my way like I do with everything.
3: I am circumnavigating a system that is set up to ser- ser- be self-serving to serve the greater good and that's what I'm doing in that moment.
0: Two things to say and we're going to hear a song. One is Fuck the Man. Two, I love (laughs) you Scott Harreld. I love you. (laughs) Now we're going to hear one of my favorite artists that I've heard in the last few years. Not only because she's a killer songwriter with an incredible voice and a great story sometimes you can 't quantify why an artist is great, yeah, every time I see her live she 's amazing she 's got a thing like and I hate using terms like x factor and that she yeah. has a thing that you can 't quantify and i can 't take my eyes off her. Tell me about this song and why we're playing this one.
3: Yeah, this one is by Lissy, and uh, you know it's called "Happiness Runs," which is I was so happy that she, and I was surprised that she chose this song because it's really one of my favorite Donovan songs. But she changed it up and gave, gave it this kind of real 1950s girl group kind of vibe to it. She is she's amazing to watch. Her soul, her spirit fills an entire concert room. It can just be her with an acoustic guitar and a sax player, and 1,200 people are enthralled. And she's a nice person, and she's a hard-working, independent woman. She is such a role model for young musicians
0: everywhere she is.
1: And she's performing tomorrow night at the Parkway Theater doing a live-streamed concert on December 19th. I'm sorry, are you
0: talking about two doors
1: north north of the Smart Start Studios here? That's exactly right. So check out that concert. Uh, I think at the Parkway Theater, they'll direct you how to to go to the show. Check it out online. She's so amazing.
3: And so cool. Just so cool.
0: There's really not anyone else like her. I'm telling you right now, you you don't have to be a giant fan, but do me one favor. See Lissy live once, and you will finally understand why I'm sort of a breathless fanboy about her. She has a presence on stage, and I've seen a lot of great, great artists in the past that don't hold me wrapped, Whether I'm in a room of 25 people or a room of 3,000 people, like she does, she is a transcendent performer, and there's nobody else Really quite like her, and she gave up her life in California. She went out there to follow the dream, yeah. and it's not like it didn't pay off for her, but she realized that it wasn't everything she was looking for after 10 years. Moved back to Iowa, bought herself a farm, yeah. and now she's sort of one of my favorite musical entities yeah. of the upper Midwest here. She's amazing. She deserves the support. She is she is a huge spirit and someone Worthy of your support. We'll get back to Scott Harold in one moment here, but first, one last person we have to mention, and by no means least, that would be Sean Bernard. Hi, Sean.
1: Hello. Hey, if you're thinking about 2021, which is right around the corner, and you're wondering to yourself, should we move? Should we not move? Should we fix up our house? Should we? What should we do? Give me a call. Uh, one of the things that I do is I go in way early before you're even considering buying or selling, and just doing a house review. I can also pull up numbers of what your neighbor's comps are and what they're selling for. So if you're just kind of looking at, hey, I, I'm i not sure if I want to do this or not, happy to meet with you to sit down to do the work, the upfront work, and give you an idea of what your house is worth and, and uh, maybe even help you do some some prospecting for other locations that you're looking for give me a call at 612-859-2594 sean bernard with edina realty
0: as to say edina realty right now the 50th and france location but it clearly sounds like we can't be more than a year out from your new hgtv show right
1: i hope that doesn't happen <clears throat> why would you hope that wouldn't happen i gotta lo- lose a lot of weight first
0: <laughs> dude people think that's charming
1: being chunky you're not chunky. We call it husky in the business, all right? We no, here's the problem. Husky. I I think in my own per- self-perception, I still feel like I'm what I weighed in high school. And then the damn mirrors and the photographs come out. Huh? Yeah. It's weird how often they're around. I'm like, I am so handsome. Nope.
0: Remember when we were... Here's the weird thing is back when you were 24, every one of us in this room and every single person listening, at the time you're like, oh, I hate this and this and this about myself. And you look back at a picture of yourself at 24 and you're like... I'm somewhere between Douglas Fairbanks and Errol Flynn, <laughs> I, except, except only more handsome. Exactly. Fuck <laughs> me. Son of a bitch. Didn't know what Should I had. Should have asked for the order more often. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> so It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 115. We're talking to Scott Harold. So, Rock the Cause. Yes. And also the High School for the Recording Arts, is that right? High School for Recording Arts, yes. High School for Recording Arts. All right. Both of those can be found online. Both of them are important organizations. You continue to be vital in the non nonprofit community both here and you said that hrsa sorry hsra yes has a branch out in la as well
3: yes we've uh, we've got schools out in la we started a school out there and that's been interesting because i you know in this distance learning environment i've also been teaching classes for la um and now everything is online with the school it's incredible because our attendance is higher than ever because we do the things that we need to do to engage this vulnerable population of kids. And we we get them online, and we're teaching, and it's awesome.
0: And I I know you don't like to name drop. I know that you are a regular, normal, everyday person, and the reason you do this is because it's important to do, not because it makes you look good. That being said, you told me that one of your alum from the L.A. branch is Tyler, the creator of Odd Future. Yeah, Tyler, the creator, is an HSRA alum. Yeah, he is. What? Yes. I mean, yes odd future is as important i uh, i'm an American indie hip hop collective yes. as rhymesayer yes. i mean anybody yeah, wow maybe more important
3: yeah. yes he's he is an incredible genius, and for a young generation of creatives, he has really taken that that broke the mold of hip hop music and shown a young gr- uh, uh, shown a young audience that they can do more with it than just make it about um just make it be mundane, you know, rap music. That's right? About you know, that's about gang life, et cetera. He's taught them that you can do something else with this.
0: Well, and I mean, the number of songs he has about yeah. therapy, about yes. getting better. Yes. And also the number of people he's brought along with him: yes. Earl Sweatshirt, yes, and, uh, Dolphin, I, I, all the all the people he's brought along with him. Like it was like, oh, I'm just going to be my own thing. I'm the coolest yeah. guy in the world. He decided to also make it about a collective yes. and to bring other people with him that he knew had talent, but otherwise might not have a vector to market for lack of a less mercenary term
3: you know he is one of those artists that understands the creative vision how to pull people into his gravity how to pull them into his gravity and take the energy of that tribe and make it a bigger, universal thing.
0: And it's amazing, I mean, not only like clothing lines, yeah. television shows on Adult yes. Swim, I mean, all of it, like that's um, that's a feather in your cap, man, because that's somebody who might not have had a shot, and instead gave shots to literally dozens of other yes, people. Yes, absolutely. And that's what we teach people at High
3: School for Recording Arts, it's, we teach them how we, you know, a lot of these kids are just taught survival, we teach them how to thrive, we teach them how to work as collective, we teach them how to be social activists, we teach them that there is a Bigger, there is a bigger force at work here than just getting a record deal, smoking a blunt, and sitting in the back of a limousine. And all that is awesome.
0: Don't be yeah. don't don't get us wrong. All that is cool as hell. It's Cool. However, it 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 shine fades very it very yes, quickly. Yes. And as as much as it seems like you're the hottest thing on the planet right yeah. now, you will be forgotten. You will and be forgotten. For you will be left behind unless you have the tools to sort of craft what it is and what you are and who you are. Yes. It is the Brian Oak Show. We have to wrap up things fairly yeah. shortly before we go. I do have to thank Audioquip. I got to thank you, Sean. It's good to see your face. Merry good Christmas, to see you too. Man. Merry
4: Christmas. And
0: Scott Harold. It's nice thank to have you, you here. To last thing we're going to mention so i do want to make sure that people get the gist of what we're talking about here it is about if we can in these next seven days get culturally appropriate toys this holiday season to these 100 families again what is the very quickest and best way for people to do that the best
3: way to do it and the safest way to do it right now is uh through amazon or If you don't like Amazon, you can also donate money directly to Rock the Cause. We will do the shopping for you, and we will make sure the toys get to High School for Recording Arts student support.
0: And if people want to go through Amazon, it's Amazon Smile, you said? It's Amazon Smile, the Amazon Smile, and
3: then you search for Rock the Cause, and our charity list will come up.
0: That is fantastic. You continue to do amazing work, and you are routinely inspirational, and you made a personal choice. And I know, again, you don't like to make it about you, but I want to talk about this because Sean, who I've gone into business with, has been sober for... Seven years, now. yeah just
1: over seven years,
0: congratulations. I am still less than six months into my sobriety. You are less than two months in, yeah. but here you are you 've decided to pull the trigger on it. By no means do I want to get preachy or tell no, people no, how to no. live their life because, no. as you know, this is a personal decision yes, if you don 't decide to do it for yourself it 's not going to happen. What made you decide it was time to get sober? you know I think I
3: think it goes back to um, growing up poor, coming from a broken home it's it 's kind of my special sauce in the community that <laughs> The thing that I went through, but I began to realize that every time I took a drink, every time um, I I woke up in the morning hungover, and and you know trying to go through, oh God, what did I do last night? What would I say? That was self abuse. That was that was the abuse of poverty. That was the the abuse of uh, of neglect from an absent parent, and I was continuing the cycle of abuse. And I said, I cannot let that abuse win. There are too many good things I have in my life. The universe is directing me on a course that's so great and so powerful, and it needs me to be present. And, you know, all my coping mechanisms as adult were, were, based, were based in alcohol. Everything that I learned to cope in any situation was also tied to alcohol. And so here I am, you know, at the end of this month, I'll be 60 days sober, and my head is clear, my body's clear from that poison. I keep saying I don't want that poison in my body. And I'm learning new coping mechanisms, and I feel really good about that. Really good about that. Well, Congratulations, con- Scott. Thank That's you. That's fantastic.
0: Congratulations. So far, so good. Just stay in touch. And the I one will. thing, the, one, so the most much. valuable thing I've heard from the two groups that I really spend most time with is head towards the middle of the pack, because there will be darker days, yes. and there will be times where you lay there and you're like, whatever. If I just get fucking loaded, that sounds (laughs) awesome. And as you already know right now, the heady days of early sobriety, it's a a thing to be like, "Ah, I got this, no problem. But yeah, the days do come sniffing around like wolves at the door. So good luck to you, man. And good luck in 2021. You've done so much incredible work so far. You could literally tap out and be like... I did my part man. I fucking made this world a better place, but I know that's not part of your DNA. Me. I know it's, it's not. Me. And so, good luck thank with you. everything. And I wish you the very very best. And thank again, you, thank you, Sean. Um, it Happy is holidays. Yeah, rockthecause.org. Irockthecause.org.
3: Irockthecause.org. The site's going under some reconstruction cuz we're we're building. I'm building out this 13-year anthology. I want to tell the big story through picture, sound and music. But it's there. And uh As it evolves, it's going to be a beautiful testimonial.
0: Wow, as we get closer to that, do you promise to come back and let us know how people can experience that? Absolutely. All right, very good, man. Happy uh Happy holidays, happy holidays Merry to everyone. I don't really believe in the war on Christmas. So <laughs> no. I'm not afraid of saying Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. I'm just throwing it all out there. God what- bless us, every one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever sort of dark midwinter pagan celebration yes. you decide to do to feel better about yes. these dark stupid days, enjoy it and I wish you the very, very best at it and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Episode 115 now draws to a close, but you have one more song to tell us about before we let you out of here
3: this is by one of my favorite bands the verve and it's called love is noise and uh it it has that concept of the old anglican church uh, anthem of if these feet in ancient times but the verve make a twist on it to where if the messiah was in our current day could our messiah actually understand the landscape and take action some heavy shit to leave yeah. a podcast Ooh, on you know
0: but that's just me i that's appreciate me. it i you know what i'm actually i'm actually super me. glad thank you scott <laughs> thank you sean thanks to all of our patreon members thanks to everybody who listens here's the verb as we wrap up the brian verb, verb, <laughs> as we wrap up the about. brian oak show <laughs>